0: This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scariff Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into some of the events in the news this week. A first-time East Clare novelist launched her book in shorts in Fecal this week. A lie of, of omission by Marianne Purcell is now in the bookshops and is proving very popular. Jim Collins attended the launch for Scariff Bay Community Radio and afterwards spoke with Marianne.
1: We are here for a very special occasion. Um, By the way, my name is Ger Hoy. I'm Marion's brother-in-law, so um, I've been entrusted with the onerous task of uh, introducing her to talk about her book and talk about the work she went into it. I suppose from all our perspectives, we all know Marion well. We know for years she's been writing uh, pieces, uh, short stories. She's a local uh, correspondent for the faecal area. She appears on Scarborough Bay Radio regularly with articles as well. So it's a huge honour for... The area for Marion, for her family, for all of us really, that she has uh, published her first book. Uh, it's an absolute cracker and uh, we hope everyone enjoys it. So without further ado, I just want to introduce Marion to uh, say the lot. Marion
2: Well first of all, thank you all for coming. I really appreciate, I really appreciate that everyone has come and I hope you're going to enjoy the evening. Like I was concentrating on writing the book, it never occurred to me that the author would actually have to be involved in it as well. So I really appreciate everybody's support and I have to say, if you enjoyed the book as much as I enjoyed writing it, you'll have a ball. <laughs> because, but it was great fun, it was great fun to write and um, so I really enjoyed it and do you know something? As Willem would say, 10987654321, launch! <laughs>
3: I'm joined here now by the author herself, Marion Purcell. I suppose, Marion, I shouldn't be saying this, but uh, you're welcome to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Thank you, Vecal. Jim.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for bringing, coming out to the this evening because it's a very exciting occasion for me and it, that I can share with other people is amazing.
3: Okay. Now, I haven't read the book yet. I've just bought it and you've signed it for me. Uh, when did this start, Marion?
2: Okay. So the whole thing started about less than two years ago, uh, so I've been writing short stories for years, and there was one particular short story that I did for a competition, that the ca- the characters in it were sort of demanding to have their story told in a bit more broader context, and um, so I decided, because I've always wanted to write a book, I, from the time I was very, very young, I've wanted to write a book, and I decided that you know, if I was going to do it, now is the time. Because really, if I left it much longer, I have a lot of books in my head and I want to get started. So I started, sat down one evening and I started uh, telling the story they were telling me in my head, to be quite honest with you. And basically, Jim, I wrote the book chapter by chapter to find out what happened next. And it was a ball writing it. I really loved it. And But like that, I mean... The, the the first book you think is good and then you go over and you see bits missing and you rewrite it. So the whole process probably took uh, maybe eight, nine months to get get my full bit of it done. And then, of course, I started submitting it. Now, at, at that stage, I did not know how to submit a manuscript. And I imagine that loads of them have been shredded from the slush piles of, of places because... I didn't hear back from anyone really, well one maybe, but um, then I saw an open call for Mahanis and I was still rewriting it at this stage, I saw an open uh, call for Poolbeg Publishing and I said, well I won't I, and I said sure here goes, I have it written, so I sent off what they required and about a couple of months later I got an email saying they'd like to see the rest of the manuscript and that was like, oh my god, is this for real? So when when I send it off to them, of course, I went home straight away. I was out actually at the time. Went home straight away, thinned it off, so excited. And a couple of weeks later, it was it was quite fast. I got a, an email back saying uh, we'd like to publish your book. Are you interested? And they offered me a, a three-book contract, and I was going, wow. <laughs> so that was really how. It, so it's been with them now since last June or July, I'd say. So the the final editing of it occurred since Christmas in the la- in the thing and that was just in all fairness now uh, m- uh, my editor gay was she was brilliant and but she was very complimentary she was saying that it didn't need that much uh, polishing or just little bits clarified clarified in it so we did that and they are very particular about you know saying that uh, your intellectual property I think is what they call it is yours. So they, they can suggest changes but they don't they can't make any changes and it's up to you then to work with them one way or the other. But I have to say I have found them I found it an amazing experience. To be to go through the whole process with them was great. I don't know how people self publish Jim. I, I actually don't. The 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 amount of work that went into it with the publishing company behind you, I'm saying fair dues to anybody Who's able to get out there and self-publish? And self-publish, yeah. I
3: it's, I find it fascinating that uh, you wrote it chapter by chapter, yes. and uh, you you hadn't an overall uh, plan in your head when you were writing it, or at least you you only found out when you got to know, got to read. Would that be true?
2: Well, yes and no, because I knew what the story was, I knew where it was going to a certain extent. I just didn't know how it got there. And what happened in between. I thought I knew where it started. And I had a fair idea how it would end. But what happened in between was like what each chapter built up on. Yes, I know. So.
3: And uh, you say you have a, a three-book deal now with Bag Press. Poolebeg. Yes. So you're probably writing as as we're yes. talking.
2: Yes, I am indeed. The next yes. one the next one will be going into them shortly. And um, so, again, they, they like the whole idea of the... It's based around um, private detective agency, so hopefully, uh, the TLCI, the the detective agency, is going to open their case books for the next couple of books. That's the plan, anyway. Okay.
3: And is there is there a connection between? The books, will say, between your first one and the
2: second one. Yes, they'll both be... They're the same characters will be continuing through. They're, so basically, the, my, my main one of my main characters, the two of them really, have set up a private detective agency and it's going to be their case books that will... Uh, I think one two definitely is is their next case. After that, uh, we, uh, we're... I see.
3: And tell me, the million-dollar question. Those of us uh, who live around Fecal or Scarif, uh, Our Kelenina, will they be? Um, Our Mahara maybe in particular, will will they be looking to see uh, characters that they recognise?
2: Well, I believe people are, but so far they haven't recognised anyone. There, there is no resemblance to anyone living or dead that I am aware of in in the things. But I suppose you can guarantee to a certain extent. But there, there is in my these people are in my in my head. They're fictional. The only real um, person per, in it is a dog and it's funny um, Gay the the editor she she got back to me and she said I know that dog is based on a real dog is it and I said well yes actually it is now no, his name is different to our, own, to our own dog but our dog has got such publicity over yeah. it. it's like oh god so it was um,
3: and tell me uh, like I mean they say writing and writing novels demands huge discipline are you finding that yourself?
2: Yes and no. Yes, because you, to write it, you have to write it. Um, that said, I I write... I, I've always written, and I've always written some bit nearly every day. I've, I've been writing for years and years without without anything really... Well, I've had some short stories published. So I would... I, I, and I enjoy it. Wri- writing and reading are my escapisms and so i i enjoy both things so i get up in the morning and i just write that's my time a couple of hours there in the morning and um, i do it practically every day and it just builds and it, it comes along and when you do get into something and when you get to the stage where you're saying oh how are they going to get out of that situation or how are they going to get into something or other? Because you, you, your mind is working on it. And then once you sit down, it just flows, it develops. And I like that process, I have okay. to say.
3: So this, this has been building up uh, inside you for a long time?
2: Well, the, it has, I suppose, really, in a way. it has. Uh, the, the book itself built over the, the writing of it. The characters are there a while because, as I said, they started life in a short story. And are in a couple of short stories actually that were very well received but not not published. And um, it's it just it, it's interesting when you're telling you're telling the story of this these characters and they become like real people to you. And you know there was one stage in the book where I was going, I didn't see that coming and Lauren is saying, I didn't see that coming and I'm going, which of us is it? I know. <laughs> da, yes, da, da. No, it's not me, I might add. I mean, it's not me. So okay.
3: Well, listen, and we we look forward to getting getting more from you. Being back here in charts, maybe uh, Ooh, by the end of the year or early next year, uh, with um, with part two. Well,
2: hopefully, and probably early next year, hopefully, and uh, we'll we we'll just see how it goes. It's it's in the process of being polished at the moment, my own polishing. So from there, to go to to and to there, to go into their publication pile. I, I don't actually know how that works. It's been a huge learning curve, this, this whole thing. And uh, it's a very interesting process. Is well, Parcel Purcell, uh, Scarif Bay uh,
3: uh, correspondent and Claire Champion correspondent and now newly published novelist. Congratulations first of all. Thank you very and, much. And we wish you success not just with this book, but Continued success with your writings. Thank you,
2: Jim. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the input from Scariff Bay. And, uh, thank, you.
0: thank you.
3: Thanks, Marion. Okay,
0: the Clare under-20 hurling team defeated Tipperary and Thurles last Monday evening in the Munster semi-final and take on Cork in the final this Monday night. After last week's game, our colleague Nicholas Wrynn on Clare TV chatted to Killinane's Keith Smith who scored two goals and seven points in the match.
1: Keith, Keith okay. Smith, congratulations. You had a, a, I suppose, the man of the match performance. I don't give them out, but uh, you scored two goals and I don't know how many, six points, I think, maybe. Yeah. Fantastic game But uh, you had there. Yeah, like that ball you caught and you turned and uh, rifled it. Is, it, was the, it was the difference in the end, I think.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we watched it in training that uh, long body draw, to catch it, and if we catch it, just all you have in the head is turn and go. And if you get any space, any bit of taller bear in the back of the net.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
4: and, and as I said
1: there to, to, to David,
4: like it 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 it, it was nipping top
1: all the way, like so, you know, the tip stayed, but she uh, but she still had a pint or two. Tip brought it back and didn't he were able to you had that energy to get it back again. So you kept that lead really, like which was which is vital, like yeah. you know.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a tough between the whole game. You know, the I suppose it was what, two, three in the end that kinda of what pulled us away, like it was a very close game, you know. It was getting close down to the stage, but look, the subs came on and made a massive impact like that they have every single game and yeah. you know we we'll just hopefully do the same thing once the final.
1: Yeah. When we
4: look back and we see the
1: paint, maybe the Sean Ring got below Limerick. And others, the other other drawn games that we got there, we're so every score is really important. Like to get us to where we are this evening, and to be able to seal it
4: out now this evening is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Look, we're we're uh, we've, we've showing them that we can seal like, games two or three times now. We've done it. We, we're playing, the first day, playing, playing the, the second day. We brought back the draws. So we have we know we can stay going until the very final list Yeah, the lads played Orton
1: Cattle there. He played in behind. I suppose the half back line. He did a bit of work. He, he did that job
4: superbly. Yeah, Orm, and he fed you. Oran was savage today. Yeah, he, he did a massive yeah. job for us. And playing uh, as people, so we uh, kind of matched them. But Oran had a savage, had a savage game back there. Yeah.
1: So it, it, It's a team effort, like Jack O'Neill and Sean Ryan in midfield as well. Like they were, they were, they just covered all the ground and doing all the running as well.
4: Oh yeah, they're, they're two really fit lads, you know. They're, they're doing an awful lot of work, like putting in dirty tackles and the dirty work for us, like so. Yeah. That's the unseen stuff that, that, that goes without praise. So. They yeah. was, uh, I mean, he went off injured there, hopefully, it's not too serious. It's, uh, I could see him going off towards the end of the game,
1: that, but he, had, he was fantastic oh. as well. Oh, Dahi was Savage, I'd say he popped in for two or three points as well, like hopefully, it's only a small little legal for him and he'll
4: be back
1: for next Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when is this final we'll be played, you know? Next Monday. Is it on next Monday? Yeah. And yeah. it's on here? I have no idea where it's on now. Yeah. Uh, against Cork I would imagine this yeah. year, but yeah, we, we, we next, next Monday we're on the road again, so Monday night suits us anyway, Monday, Monday night, night hurling, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. 2-6, uh, was six. Six. Yeah, <laughs> <with us. That's laughs> it 2-6 or 3-6? 2-6, 2-6, yeah, you'll settle for that, I said too bad, <laughs> not a bad return at all. Not at all, my old teammate Martin Smith will be very happy this evening, he'll <laughs> <over laughs> be yeah,
4: very happy, yeah,
1: he will, Listen, uh, Keith, fantastic game, well done. Great freeze as well. Some of them weren't very easy, they were far out, yeah. but you, you managed to, you know, in tournaments, it's not easy, but you, you, put them, you put them between the posts. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Great game. Well done. We'll see you in the most of the final. Thank you very much. Thanks, Keith. Sounds. Good.
0: You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.